Turn we'll paint the progression in every studio session. Turn we'll paint the progression in every studio session. Turn we'll paint the progression in every Welcome to another episode of Paint the Progression with Regis Arzu, money management for the rest of us. Now, who's the rest of us? If you know what floor bruh man is from, you are the rest of us. <laughs> How many figures you got up right now? Okay. Today is Q&A Wednesday where I take all the questions you sent my way to my Paint to Progression Facebook page and my email at paint to the number two progression at gmail.com. Keep the questions coming, guys. I am here to serve you and help you financially be successful. I challenge you to send me the hardest questions you guys have. I love these episodes because it's when I can directly help you with all your real life problems. So please keep the questions coming. If you want to know where my expertise lies, I am familiar with anything that has to do with stock, savings accounts, savings overall, insurance, budgeting. I'm not a tax accountant, but I understand taxes fairly well. I understand mortgages, and I'm familiar pretty much with all things finance. And anything I don't know, I have good connects in these industries that can help me come up with the right answers. I don't know why, but I've always found finance interesting. I actually don't love money, but I find it very interesting what money can do. So now I have so much stuff in my head about these topics, and I don't want to keep them to myself. I want to just put it all out there for you. Please take it and be successful. No catch. I know people that has charged for this information. I have charged people for this information. And here it is at your fingertips for free. When have you ever said no to free? All right. What's the first question of the day? Anna from New Mexico asks, I opened an account and they said they did a soft credit check on me. What's the difference between a soft credit check and a hard credit check? This is a good question. So for anyone listening that has never heard of the two, there are two ways to pull your credit, a soft credit check and a hard credit check. Places that do soft credit checks are banks to open accounts, phone companies, and banks when you see your online credit score. Now, hard credit checks are done when you apply for loans, and there are some places that do it when you open an account. So you should always ask if they tell you they're going to pull your credit. Now, the difference between the two is that when you do a hard credit check, you get access to your full credit report, and it makes your credit go down. So to be clear, every time you pull your credit as a hard credit pull, your credit goes down. So to everyone listening, please don't do that thing where they offer you a credit card at a store to give you a discount. I know someone that did that all the time to get discounts and their credit score went to 500 real quick. Now, there is a law that states that you have up to a month to do credit shopping. So whenever you're going to apply for a credit card, for example, shop around and have them pull your credit all in one month. And that will be considered one credit pull to the credit companies. Now, a soft credit check does not give your full credit report and does not make your credit go down. So you can look at your account every month on your online bank account and it won't negatively affect your credit score. So in your case, Anna, the credit hit they did will not affect you negatively. D Nice from New York asks, I messed up my credit and I'm trying to fix it so I can move out and rent a new place. My rent keeps going up. Is there someone I can pay to make some stuff come off my credit? I know I owe money, but I heard that there are people out there that can get collections out of your credit report for a fee. Is that true? And where can I find them? Okay, this is an interesting question. How do I start answering? Okay, so yes, there are people out there that will take your money to make things quote unquote disappear from your credit report. But to be honest, it's nothing that you can't do yourself. And some of it is pure luck on their end. So let me explain. 
You can dispute anything in your credit report, and the creditor you are disputing has a month to prove that you owe them. Now, if they don't make the timeline and prove you owe them, or if they just ignore it, then the debt has to be removed from your credit report. So there are things like that that will be done by this person that you can do. But you never know, because depending on the situation, the lender will tell them that you owe them because that's the only way they're going to get your money. And I'll admit, I'm definitely oversimplifying this. But to answer your question, yes, there are people out there that can do it. But my advice is to save your money and either learn how to dispute them yourselves or talk to the creditors and create an arrangement to pay them off. See what they can do. Dispute it or settle it. This is the right way to do it. Because another thing is that those people that say that they can remove it can sometimes get it temporarily removed. And the debt comes right back to your credit report. And they still take your money, which in this case, it just makes sense to pay it. That's just my opinion. Good luck. Crystal from Chicago writes, This may be a weird question, but what's the best advice you've ever received when it comes to finance? Ah, I like this question. This is awesome. I like freestyle questions like this where I can just openly state my opinion. Okay, uh, what's the best advice given to me? Well, this is hard because when I worked in the branches, I would ask a lot of people about their money advice, and they all told me a lot of different advice. Well. I can tell you one that I heard the most from wealthy people is to never spend more than you have. But for me, okay, there are two pieces of advice that has tremendously changed my life and put me in a pretty good financial position. And the advice are to save in case of emergencies because there's always an emergency. And the other one is to always ask yourself, is this a need or a want before you make a purchase? Those are words of advice that I live by and they have helped me so much. So that's save in case of emergencies because there's always an emergency and ask yourself before you purchase anything, is this a need or a want? Hope that helps. That was a fun question. Thanks. Bobby from Baltimore asks, I'm looking to consolidate some of my high interest credit cards. Would it be better to apply for a new credit card to do a balance transfer at a 0% for 18 months? Or should I take out a personal loan to consolidate it? I think they're both not bad ideas. Well, if I were to choose from the two, I would consider the balance transfer. But I would ask you first, can you actually pay the credit cards off in 18 months? Then the other question is, can you get approved for a credit card totaling all your credit card debt? And then the last question, which I think is a little bit more important is, do you have the self-control to not use any of the credit cards once they're paid off? I know someone that had the same intention to do the same thing with their credit cards and they used the other credit card for some reason and doubled their debt instead of paying it off. So to clarify, if you have the self-control and you can get approved and you can pay this off in 18 months, then I would recommend the route to apply for the credit card to do a credit card balance. Now remember, there's typically a 4% balance transfer fee. Now, the personal loan would work if the interest rate is lower than the average of your total credit card debt. Now, the personal loan would work if the interest rate is lower than the average of your total credit card debt and if you don't have that much self-control because all you have to do is make sure that you do your payments. And remember, you also have to qualify for a personal loan large enough to consolidate your credit cards. But all this to say, there are both good ideas. I'm hesitant in telling you this thing... I don't want to confuse you, but there's this thing that I did to pay off my credit card that I... Okay, I'll just explain it. Challenge accepted. Now, this is more for people that can't get approved for a new credit card or a personal loan. So what I did was I got the total of all my credit cards 
And then I got the average of the interest rate of all my credit cards. So for example, if I have a credit card that has 18% and another one that has 23%, and another one has a 25%, the average interest rates I have that I'm paying is 22%. And the total debt, let's say for example, is 10,000. Now that I have that information, now take out a loan calculator and calculate how much you have to pay to pay all your debt at a certain time. So for example, I have a simple app called Loan Calculator and I calculated what my payments would be if I paid off $10,000 at 22% in three years, for example. The payment would be $381.90. Now, if it's something you could afford, then make sure you're putting that much on your credit card payments and then you will pay it off in three years. So let me explain a little bit more. So make the minimum payment of all your credit cards and then the credit card with the lowest balance pay the rest. So for example, if you agree to pay 380 in total of your credit cards, pay $25 a month to the other two and then pay $330 to that one credit card, the lowest one until it's paid off. And then just pay down the next lowest one and then the last one. According to your calculations, it should be paid off within three years. But it's usually less than that because you'll see that light at the end of the tunnel and then pay off the last like thousand dollars all at once. Okay, I know that was a lot. I hope it didn't confuse you more than it helped. It's what I did and it worked for me. If you need me to take more time to explain that process a little slower, I can spend more time on a different episode and explain it a little better. Just email me and let me know. Okay, so I want to give a shout out to this person I'm helping with their finance. For confidentiality's sake, I will not mention their names, but I want to tell you about their journey in this short time, mainly to motivate and to show you that you can do it too. So a few months ago, I chatted with this person and they just paid off their credit cards with their income tax money. So I told them, hey, don't waste time. Cut your credit cards right now. That's usually my indicator when I know someone is serious about getting out of debt. So this person did it. They cut their credit card right then and there. And then like a month and a half ago, I called this person to see how they're doing. And they were fine, but just needed a little help. So I've been working with this person for just about a month and a half. And it's pretty impressive. In such a short time, this person went from having no money saved, having credit card debt, and having a 550 credit score, to not having any credit card debt, a 620 credit score, which qualifies for a mortgage now, and $4,000 in their savings account, which they never had before. And let me add, this was during the pandemic. I'm so proud of you. You know who you are because I know you're listening. The even more impressive part is that this person is now telling other people around them that they should be saving and also helping them do things like open up an online savings account with higher interest earnings. Successful finance is a state of mind. And I want to let you know that there's nothing this person can do that you can't. And that's not to say there has been some hiccups and temptations along the way. But if this person can do it, so can you. You know you want to be financially healthy. Just do it. There's this quote I like that I repeat over and over again to myself. If you can do better, do better. If you can do better, do better. Eduardo from Texas asks, I was sold life insurance for my kid just in case something ever happens to them. I'm reevaluating where my money is going. Do you think I need life insurance for my kid? Okay, so insurance is a tough one to answer because you're typically putting money aside to prepare for the unknown. 
And I really can't speak for the unknown. So I truly can't answer if it's a need or not. But I can tell you how I feel and what I would do if I were you. And please, with my advice, do further investigation and make the best decision that works for you and your family. So life insurance is made to supplement your income in case you pass away. That means to make up the money you lost after you passed away. So for example, my wife and I have a home and we need both our income to pay for this mortgage. So my life insurance should technically cover my end in case I die so she won't lose the house if I ever pass away. So with that in mind, your kid does not provide any income and as morbid as it may sound, God forbid if your kid passes away, aside from the funeral cost, it will not burden the family's financials. Now, I'm only talking about the financial impact because I know there's other burdens it would bring. I know thinking about death is a hard topic. So for this reason, I would not have life insurance on my kid and I would cancel it if I were you. Instead, I'll put the money in a college savings account and prepare more for their life and their future instead of their death. Now, I don't want to knock insurance agents, but they're selling fear, which it's valid fears, but they're getting a hefty penny for it. So you have to decide what you need because they can pretty much scare you with any worst case scenario. Great job evaluating where your money is going. This typically should be done at least once or twice a year for anyone else listening. My iPhone is acting up and I'm thinking about buying a new one. Is it best to finance a phone at 0% interest or should I use my credit card at 0% interest to buy the phone so the amount doesn't have to be on my phone bill? So I wouldn't do either. I will go online and find a refurbished phone that is just like new and I will purchase it free and clear so you don't owe anyone. Both options you presented puts you in a position to owing someone else. You should be able to find a good phone for $200 to $300. That's what I did. I don't know if you know, but most people don't use all the latest features on a phone. You don't need an iPhone 11 when you can buy an iPhone 7S. That pretty much can do the exact same thing. I, I don't understand why people need the latest one. Now, if you don't have 200 to drop on a phone, I would finance through the cell phone company the cheapest good phone you could find out there. And just heads up, there's a lot. And it should cost at least $5 a month added to your cell phone plan. And I would work on paying that off as soon as possible. But it shouldn't be a high priority because the phone companies don't charge interest. You guys have to know that the cell phone companies bank on you wanting the latest phone and quote unquote needing the more expensive phone. Those phones are so overpriced. Go the cheaper refurbished route. You won't regret it. Anonymous from Toronto asks, I keep hearing that there's a new wave of stimulus money coming to us. Is that true? For now, that is not true. Well, let me clarify. There is not more stimulus money coming to our accounts. Now, there have been approval of a second wave of SBA PPP loans to go out to all small businesses for the sake of employee retention, but not for us as individuals. But what you may be hearing chatter about is a stimulus package where they want to give about $2,000 a month to you and your child until the country's economy levels out. But if your mouth is drooling right now, you can stop. Don't hold your breath on this one. It will cost way too much money for this country, and it has yet to be proven as a need to help this country's economy. So to repeat, no money for us again, but I'll keep you updated if something comes up. Okay, Painter Progression family, hope you enjoy this episode. 
We talked about stimulus money, phone plans, credit, and credit cards. I'll see you all Friday. Remember, you can send me your questions at my Paint to Progression Facebook page or my email address at paint to the number two progression at gmail.com, which I'll add on my show notes. Now, this information is for you to use and grow financially, but it's also for you to please rate and share. Right now, where you stand, go to your podcast app and give it five stars if you feel I added value to you. This will help promote my podcast all over the world. Paying this information forward is how we will help our kids and their kids' kids have a better future than us. Let's take this information and flip the world upside down. See you next time, my cool little cats and kittens. 